Welcome to Code for Thought. This is the first mini-episode of the new Studios Software Horror Stories. I'm the host, Selena Aragon, Communications Lead at the Software Sustainability Institute. For this series, I will invite guests to talk about a particular horror story that has stayed with them because it helped them learn something about coding or about themselves. Today, I'm interviewing Yo Yehudi, the Executive Director of Open Life Science, an open research training and mentoring program and a Software Sustainability Institute fellow. Some of her previous roles include being an editor for the PLOS Open Source Toolkit, Code First Girls Coding Instructor, Editor Emeritus for the Journal of Open Source Software, and Research Software Engineer at an open source biological data warehouse called Intermine, based at the University of Cambridge. Welcome to the podcast, Yo. I'm delighted to have you here as the very first guest of Software Horror Stories. Thank you, Selena. I'm really excited to be here as well. So to start with the setting of the scene for this horror story, can you tell our audience where you were at the time in your career and also what organization or institution you were in? Sure. So um, this hails back to the very um, last job you mentioned in that list when I was a research software engineer at the University of Cambridge. Um, And it was for me, it was like a really big and really exciting step. Uh, In the past, I worked in um, on on help desks for tech support and I'd moved into software engineering and industry um, and then to an academic spin out. And I sort of had figured out that what I really wanted to do with was to actually be involved with um, academic software engineering. So this was my first job as a research software engineer at a big, famous, exciting university. And what happened while you were there? (laughs) Uh, So actually, this is about a week after um, I had started. Um, and so I was at the time working primarily as a front end uh, engineer. So um, largely the stuff that people interact with and click on. Um, and we had a problem with one of our servers. So I think we had some API documentation that wasn't working properly that, and everyone else who wanted to reference that API documentation couldn't see it. Um, and so there was another front end person, but they were on vacation. Uh, and so someone thought, okay, well, if they're not here, then I guess we can ask you. Um, and... So I did the logical thing. I, I logged onto the server and I thought, I think we're going to have to reboot this. Um, and, you know, I've, I've rebooted servers many a time before. And usually when there are services running, they just come straight back up afterwards. So I type the commands, I reboot the server. Only in this case, nothing came back up. So the API documentation that had been down was still down, but now so was my PI's website, so were several international consortia websites. Um, and so I think after that first moment of like wanting to shrink into the earth and die, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I, I think I probably spent a little while poking around thinking, can I fix this in some way? You know, can, can I bring them up? Um, and basically what it was, was if um, for anyone who's ever worked with uh, Heroku before, if you're familiar with that, um, it's an application where you can just push your code to the server and then it automatically deploys and goes live on the website. So this wasn't Heroku, but it was an open source um, equivalent called Doku, um, which does the same thing, but uses Docker containers. Um, and so I think I can't remember exactly what I had to do to fix it. It's been about seven years I think I've blocked some of the details. <laughs> understandably <laughs> yeah um but because it took me a while to figure out what was going on I had to go and find the person who was basically my supervisor at the time and uh, you know just sort of 
try not to die of shame and say I've just broken everything rather than fix the one thing that you asked me to fix. <laughs> and what happened next? What did your PI say? Thankfully, they were really, really, really nice and really understanding. Um, I mean, sort of when when this happens, when you've only been at a job a week, you sort of think like, uh, you know, am I going to pass my probation period? Are they even going to keep me? Um, but they were just like, yeah, it happens sometimes. We've all been there. Um, and then they contacted the, one of the system administrators in our building and just said, you know, can you make sure that we have some backups that we can bring back up, please, if necessary? I'm still not fully convinced that the backups would have restored the server's running state, but you know, they 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 did all the polite and kind things for someone who was probably absolutely terrified in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we, um, whilst we were doing this and speaking back and forth with the sysadmin, I actually did hunt around and figured out what it was that needed to be done to, to fix it. And once I figured out how to bring one up, I did bring all the rest of them up. So I think it was only probably down for a few hours. Um, but by far the most terrifying moment was the I've just brought everything down, including, you know, my PI's website. <laughs> <laughs> it must have felt also like it lasted longer than the few hours, you know, it must have felt like it lasted a day or two full days where you can fix this thing. But it, luckily you were able to fix it. And I think that must have felt pretty good too, just to be able to go back and, and restore um, all of the website. Yeah, definitely. And um, there's, I think, probably relief uh, at, you know, I didn't like destroy everything by accident without realizing what I was doing is probably <laughs> the best way to put it. If you went back in time, what would you differently do now? Uh, I think two things. I would probably have a staging server where we could test this sort of stuff without breaking it. Um, <laughs> and the other thing is that I think we need better documentation. Uh, so there was almost none. Uh, and this was basically me exploring um, a server setup that I was unfamiliar with and eventually figuring out what commands I needed to run to make stuff start that made it work. Whereas if this had um, probably just, you know, half a page of documentation might have been enough for me to know what happens when you reboot, how to start the services again. Yeah. Of course. And uh, do you have any tips for our listeners? I think um, actually when when something like this happens to you, share it widely. I mean, give yourself give yourself a few weeks or months to recover, to, 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 to deal with the horrifying trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but then at some point you will be mentoring newbies. So you'll be welcoming people to the project. And if um, I, I, I heard this described as... Um, trust-based vulnerability no vulnerability-based trust um, yeah. and the idea is if you say here's something that I did where something went wrong and you know everything went okay and I'm still here then they know that if something like that happens to them they can come to you and you know they're not going to be fired or whatever it may be for, for a really big mess up so I think it's, it's really good to actually share these kinds of stories with people so that they can feel a bit safer definitely um would you say that your story was your story first started as a horror story and now it's a story that maybe you look back and laugh a bit about? Definitely, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I laugh at it a lot. It's 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 a very good story, I think, of like early on when you're brand new and you've done something very, very wrong. <laughs> of course. I think it, it also normalizes the whole thing about making mistakes wherever you are, you know, whether it's your first day at a job or whether you've been in a job for years and suddenly something happens that you weren't expecting. So, yeah. Anything else you would like to add? 
Um, not for now. Um, yeah, just be, be brave. Mistakes happen and they aren't the end of the world even when they feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Hyo, for sharing your horror story with us today. It was very brave of you. If you're listening to this, then please tweet uh, hashtag code for thought um, at SoforSafe for comments and suggestions. And if you have a story that you're itching to share with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can sign up as a guest below. So this was Software Horror Stories, Code for Thought. Thank you, and until next time.